somebody getting the ball, making a tackle, sacking the quarterback, some pro making a play. Look at him go, stiff arms, he's a sledgehammer, he's in, touchdown Tennessee! Hello and welcome back into Two Tone Brews, an unaffiliated Tennessee Titans podcast. My name is Brucker. I am joined by Chris and Chris feeling a lot better today. Yeah, can't feel better after a win. What you drinking? (laughs) (laughs) All the fucking booze in my house right now. Um, But no, actually, I legitimately did have some champagne because we normally do like mimosas with uh, with the Sunday morning game or not morning afternoon games. Or, you know, yeah. the, the, the 12 o'clock, one o'clock Eastern. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. There's a lot to get into. We're going to get into our reactions to the Chargers game, looking ahead into next week's game against the Browns, and then going to take an opportunity to uh, dunk on the rest of the AFC South because um, it's our duty. So we have to do that. But yeah. uh, so, Chris, week one against the Saints was pretty bad. We've we've covered that. It, it was rough. Um, I felt like that there were some like offensive adjustment adjustments made by Tim Kelly a little bit. Uh, Derek Henry got got the ball a little bit more. Spear still looked good. Um, the there's there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of things to get into. But uh, what what what's your reaction to everything right now coming come out of week two? So obviously uh, Tannehill had a little bounce back game, uh, which we're all happy to see. I think the the major factor to that was that Kelly uh, made the adjustment to go with a more of a short passing game and then just intermix those deep shots so that uh, Tannehill could get into his rhythm a little bit easier rather than uh, trying to shoot these mid-range balls up to uh, Hopkins and just force it all the time. He He's still forced a few, in my opinion, uh, especially early on during the slow start. But once he got settled with these, you know, those little five-yard uh, pops, he, he had the zip back in his pass. And uh, it it showed later when he was able to just rip them down the field for those two uh, huge bombs and that were frankly at really important point points in the game. Oh yeah, I mean I I agree with you with the the short passes and everything early on because not gonna lie the first quarter and a half not not the full first half but like the first quarter and like half of the second quarter I was getting really nervous because. You know, we weren't doing a whole lot on offense. I mean, we were getting some first downs, but like we were needing to punt. And the O line, Peter Skronsky, uh, this is notable to say, Peter Skronsky was out. I think he had like an abdendectomy or something, something like that during the week. But uh, he was out with an illness. And uh, I think like that our first drive where we went for it on, I think it was like fourth and four. And yeah. Tannehill just got decapitated. Uh, the, person blitzing just didn't even get touched he didn't and, have a chance yeah but it, it did look like tim kelly was trying to ease Tannehill, and i think just like kind of like the rest of the offense into the game because uh re-watching it i noticed in the first quarter a lot of running plays a lot of quick passes like you were saying off to the side um and it felt like it was just trying to get people warmed up and back into it um i immediately got fucking terrified when i think it's our third drive and Tannehill 
just kept going backwards and backwards and backwards. And he took a sack like on the four or something like that. Oh yeah. And I felt like that was kind of a boneheaded move by Tan- like he should have tried to throw him away or something. I feel like, you know, a 12 year tenured quarterback should have, would have known to have done something there, I think. But after that, uh, the next drive, we get that bomb to Burks, which completely, I think, changed the momentum, the mentality of the whole offense and everything. Because Tannehill looked so much more confident, in my opinion, as soon yeah. as he made that bomb at Burks. I think it actually like backed off the defense a little bit, too, because uh, the Chargers got five sacks in the game. And I think like three of those were before that huge play to Burks and uh, that was at least uh, up until Sunday I don't think anything got passed on on Monday or Sunday night but that was the longest pass in the air in the entire uh, season so far for all teams so I think just him uncorking that absolute artillery strike helped back off the pass rush just a tiny bit they still got home a couple times got some hits on him uh, Raiden's also stepped in for, uh, Newman Johnson. And, uh, I think he eventually allowed a sack in the fourth quarter. Uh, but overall he, he played a lot better than, than Johnson was uh, doing so far. You know, I think, uh, also getting Henry kind of more into space than he got to, uh, against the saints was a, a big deal because he just kept getting bottled up. It seemed like right at the line of scrimmage, Henry is an off tackle runner. He, I know he's huge and you'd like, oh, just pound him out the middle. No, nah, dude, you got to get that guy outside. Yeah. Let him run against some uh, some smaller guys because he's just as fast as them and twice their size. So I, I really did enjoy the uh, offensive adjustments. And uh, I think it, it was more of a complimentary game, whereas in week one, it was too pass heavy. It was like, oh, we didn't think the run was working as well because we weren't running the right way. And so we just passed a lot, but Tannehill had the yips. So it all just went, you know, tits up pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> when, once once we got into a, a rhythm here and Kelly, I think, also got into a better rhythm with his play calling and not trying to like force Tannehill into, you know, some crazy play when he's not comfortable, got him comfortable first. And he was able to like really, uh, really get into a drive or get into a groove that was only broken up by stone hands Trayvon Wesco on a second down which <laughs> oh my god yeah then he got and then Tannehill unfortunately got obliterated on the very next play by Joey Bosa so <laughs> yeah Tannehill had a tough game in terms of getting just murdered by the D-line but uh, I just wanted to say that bomb that you're talking about that he had to Burks and that being like the long like most air yards so far uh, in this season that, that had 62.2 air yards on it which is just crazy bananas. yeah it is and didn't didn't that play like it felt reminiscent of that houston game where he threw that bomb to aj brown for us to get into field goal position and, and win the game for the division also known as the sam sloman game this oh <laughs> yes the sloman game <laughs> how yes. could i forget <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. Oh, I might be getting because I might be getting stuff conflated because there was another AJ Brown bomb in a Houston game where he he like caught it on like the one or two and like didn't like tiptoed out of bounds. So it might maybe that's one I was thinking of. But like I'm, I'm always I'm always here for I'm good for Sam Sloman content all the time. Uh, <laughs> the official Sam Sloman podcast. Right yes, here. <laughs> on, we got to get that guy on here. Um, 
but I liked. It. I agree with everything that you were saying about the, like adjustments in that. Like you know, we weren't forcing a some sort of like uh, like offensive narrative in this because I felt like in the Saints we were like Tannehill was trying to like force feed D Hop. I think like most of the game, and here like the ball spread around a lot. I mean, like Burks had three catches. Chris Moore had one. DeAndre Hopkins had four. Chig had four catches. Uh, NWI, who I think is Tannehill's secret favorite wide receiver on the team, had three <laughs> catches. Tan- uh, Henry had three catches. Tajay Spears had two catches. I mean, um, and th- there was Derek Henry had 25 carries. Tajay Spears had eight. So like the, 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 the shift and carries and snaps went back towards Derrick Henry in this game. So yeah. like we were saying, complimentary football, I feel like really helped us win this game And the defense, um, you know, Amani hooker and Fulton were out this game. And it was, it was, it, this, this kind of felt like, like, like a 2019, like squeaky win. And that like our defense is going to break or bend occasionally, but like, we're going to, we're going to ha- have the offense stack some touchdowns, stack some points and like, and just play keep up. And then we're going to force this into a Vrabel um, Mexican standoff in, in overtime. So, <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I got to agree uh, with the defensive observation there. Cause I was thinking the same thing while uh, watching the game. I was like, this is kind of like the genesis of the classic kind of new England style. Ben don't break defense. I mean, if you, if you look at this, uh, the team stats, the the game was kind of won on third down. Every big play was on third down. Titans touchdown to Akine, who is it's not a secret. He's definitely his favorite wide receiver. <laughs> um, that was a third down play. The sacks that the Titans got, I think they were all on third down, and most of them that the Chargers got were also on third down. We only converted six out of thirteen, which isn't great, but we forced the Chargers into a two and fourteen clip on third down yeah and they they did convert a couple fourth downs uh, including that touchdown to um i can't Uh, the one in allen yeah the keenan Allen. well no he had three touchdowns this game i think oh my god i can't keep track of this fucking guy yeah oh are you thinking of the the the, one after josh palmer's like yeah josh palmer's called back touchdown where he looked like he was doing like a ballet jump in the back of the end zone yeah yeah keenan allen got got the next one after that yeah yeah, yeah, they couldn't get it done with Swan Lake, so they had to try again. <laughs> but, um, anyway, yeah, the defense, I think, played really well considering the personnel they had back there in the secondary uh, and what is really uh, a formidable aerial attack from L.A. Chargers. So, you know, when, when we have our full accompaniment of defenders, I think we have a pretty decent defense. They may not be you know, the best in total yards aside from the run, but like total yards in general, we're probably going to allow some yards. Um, But forcing teams into field goals in critical situations, it won us this game. It almost won us the last game. So I would be here for a little bit more of that and just hope the offense can kind of keep up a little bit better like they did this week. Yeah, definitely. And this, this, I know we've talked about how this kind of felt sort of vintage, titans ball especially like rival ball and this was like a i mean there were penalties and there were uh, you know we did benefit from a few penalties to keep some of our drives alive but i mean you know that's part of the game um and but this was like a pretty clean game in that you know there was no turnovers for either team 
in this uh besides like turnover on downs from like the the fourth uh fourth down attempts but uh i know we talked about Tannehill. i just wanted to mention his stats real quick he was he completed 20 of 24 very good he, he threw for a touchdown he ran in for a touchdown as well definitely want to talk about that play design love that and he oh, threw yeah. for 246 yards and just to compare this to his 2020 season when our offense was just like lights out uh that is that's about on par with that because he averaged 238 yards per game in 2020 so he's so 246 yards you know he's you know that's 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 the bounce back we we're looking for i know like the first quarter was ugly but you and i said on the last episode if we could just get you know average normal Tannehill, and we he kind of went back to like sort of like his 2020 baseline which was very good we have a, we had a legitimate shot of winning the game and it went in overtime and we <laughs> we got it done yeah uh, the, the way this team is built we don't need someone to throw for 350 yards to have a chance at winning uh like some of these teams in the league like we we are more balanced than the league on average and so when you see these like people are just stat counting it may not be as impressive as it really is when you actually watch the game and see like how this this whole offense is it's like a machine and when it runs correctly everything is perfectly imbalanced so having Tannehill throw for 240 yards that is exceptional that is perfect for the offensive um, design because you pair that with their rushing attack and uh and the aforementioned Ben don't break defense like that's this is a team that's looking really good and we're just starting to see them gel Mm -hmm, absolutely and there's a lot of new pieces on this team too for you know like i mean i'm I'm still considering burks as like a new piece because he was hurt so much last year with that concussion and everything um but like you know still have like chris moore d hop chig stepping into like that tight uh tight end one role more and spears as well i mean spears had eight carries and he averaged 6.1 yards a carry spears is going to be a fucking nightmare for teams in the future i'm so excited Dude, he juked Derwin James so hard. I'm pretty sure I saw his soul leave his body. It was that late in the third quarter. He he cut to the left, and Derwin James is waiting for him, and he just jukes the absolute fuck out of the dude. It was it was one of my favorite plays of the game, just to watch him just fall down in a heap like he's not an all pro <laughs> safety or something. It's over there in in the the, the heap with uh with the other soul that person that got taken uh Josh Norman uh, <laughs> Henry also yeah, Josh, threw him yeah, remember so, that poor guy from the Saints last week that Derek put in put into the ooh. earth yeah no yeah that dude they got just he went straight six feet under um, I think they put a tombstone at the inside the Superdome for that guy's career yes uh, cause of death Derek Henry it's like there's imagine that scene from Jaws where Brody's like typing shark attack it's just Derek Henry Stefan <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um, there is gonna be a summer blockbuster disaster movie where Derek Henry Stiffarm is is like the monster villain yes oh my gosh <laughs> you can't go out at night you're gonna need a bigger tackle um <laughs> oh man <laughs> like a doll's eyes okay i'll stop uh <laughs> well um, speaking of big man plays uh chigo conquo really popped on on the screen to me oh yeah this dude like he does not go down by a single player it takes at least three to four and i was wondering you know kind of as a mental exercise how many if like you me and then the, how many of our friends would it take to tackle chigo conquo in the open field 
I think we would need to, at the minimum, combine both of our like home fantasy leagues to have yeah. a first try. You know, like I don't think one of our leagues individually could do it. No, we need at least twenty-four people, <laughs> <laughs> and he still might get a few yards on us. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We have. Yeah, I I love that. He he averaged uh, on he had four catches, averaging eight point eight yards catch uh I'm, I'm so excited for for him and with the 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 Tannehill rushing touchdown this also felt like vintage 19 oh my god 2019 2020 <laughs> titans jesus christ um with with, with i mean it was interesting because you know, if you recall from like the art smith days when we're on the goal line the um i forget like the actual name of the play but basically like the fake to henry and Tannehill takes it in um the read option the read option thank you yeah the read option was just almost automatic when we're like on like the two yard line with with Tannehill and derrick henry but with this i love this we we faked it to spears and then it was an option with him and derrick henry going and Tannehill did do a little juke move to yeah. to do to get the safety off of him and then he just like plowed in it was it was so good yeah that was that was a beautiful triple option like like army navy game level execution <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean you, i love it i love it because it, it is unstoppable when you have a guy like uh Tannehill that can they can run you know decently fast and he put that little fake on him like man yes. that's finger it- roll city right there my favorite part is that this play was designed to have both Spears and Henry on, on like in the play at the same time. It's so good. Um, there is no it, safe place. If you're a yeah, defender, no, there, <laughs> there isn't. I'm, I'm excited to see more stuff like this from Tim Kelly. I thought he called a really good game. Um, I'm very happy with Tim Kelly right now. And, and I know we talked about it in the first episode, but I also thought that he called a good game week one. Um, but yeah, feeling really good about him. Uh, Nick Nick Folk continues to make me happy, and he, you know he got field goals. He got the game winning field goal here. I'm feeling not nervous whenever he goes out there. It's it, it's a refreshing experience to to not be scared when your yeah, kicker I'm, goes out there. I'm not. I'm still not used to it. I mean, <laughs> every time I see a kicker in a Titans uniform roll out. Uh, I just I get the heebie-jeebies, but having folk on the team, I mean, it, it it's kind of like I you know I just got out of like a bad relationship, and I'm I'm just beginning to love again, you know. So <laughs> I want I want to love you, Nick Folk. Keep it up. And Nick is just like, don't worry, it, it's fine. I know, I, I, I know it's not me. <laughs> You're safe with me, I promise. But we'll get there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're no Sam Sloman, but uh, we we we'll, we'll we'll get there with you. <laughs> oh yeah, well you know Sam Sloman, he was that summer fling, you know, back in high school. He was wham bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he he was he was definitely uh, the Titans equivalent of a one night stand, but uh, he he dude delivered. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh God! <laughs> Look, we're trying to settle down here. We got a long-term relationship forming with uh, Big Kick Nick. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'll I'll stop. Well, I won't I won't permanently stop talking about Sam Sloman, but I will calm down a little bit. Um, <laughs> you just temper it a tiny bit. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but this was. Ref- uh, I also wanted to say that there was some cool like historic stats in this game. So this was the 
200th game played at Nissan Stadium, which is really awesome. Mm. And the Derrick Henry touchdown that he got, that is the 1,000th touchdown in Titans history that he got on Sunday. Well, well, I'm glad it was him and not, you know, some jabroni. NWI, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's not a jabroni, but yeah, I'm glad it was him and not NWI. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I like NWI, but I'm way more satisfied that it was Derrick Henry. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I also just want to say... This broadcast crew sucked ass. I don't know if oh you were God. listening to them or if you do the if you do like one of the switches, but uh, they were getting names wrong on both sides. They called Justin Herbert Tannehill at least twice. Yeah, they they were terrible. Also, one of the worst takes I've ever heard from a broadcast crew is on the uh, the NWI uh, penalty where Derwin James hit him head to head. And the, yes. the announcer's like, oh, well, he's not defenseless. He's got pads on. Like, he almost got a concussion because he couldn't do anything. He couldn't move out of the way. He can't brace for impact. What else do you call that? I, I don't I understand what the fuck that guy was thinking. Like, that was the most old head kind of like back in my day take I've ever heard on a broadcast crew in the last, you know, five, 10 years. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I remember that like raised some eyes, eyebrows with me too. And I was like, what the fuck do you want, man? I, I thought that was so goddamn stupid. Um, yeah. We used to smoke cigarettes on the sideline too. These guys are too soft. I, be, I bet the same guy was just with, with the Nick Chubb injury that happened on Monday night. He was just like, no, that's football. <laughs> he was just like, <laughs> I'm sure, it up, I'm sure you love that shit. The rest of us were fucking horrified. And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, he wasn't defenseless. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, his knee had a pad on it. Uh, oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but the broadcast crew was pretty poor, <laughs> I have to say. But, um, oh, also, from I learned from the broadcast crew, did you know that Ryan Tannehill played wide receiver in college? Because I only heard it about 50 what? times. No. No. <laughs> Is that why he has all the legs? Did they, did they talk about other players that played other positions? I mean, I heard Antonio Gates used to play basketball. Do they talk about that? Oh, shit. Feed me more. <laughs> Feed me more of these fun. <laughs> this feels like this is like the equivalent of like the IMDb trivia section of people being like, this is an homage to this. It's like, no shit. <laughs> At least they didn't. Oh, to my knowledge, they didn't mention Tajay Spears' um, lack of ACL. Uh, yeah, unless they, they did. They did last week. They didn't this yeah. week. But I will say they only mentioned it once last game. So... You, so you got it in for the year. We're good. Pretty good. Until next Pretty good. season. It's going to happen next week. It's going to happen all three times we're on primetime football. Yeah. Yeah. That. Okay. I wonder, I wonder like how many, okay, we should have a little bingo going because they will definitely <laughs> do the ACL. They will definitely do Tannehill was a wide receiver. They will definitely talk about AJ Brown being traded because that always, because mm-hmm. I think they always even brought up. that up with, with Burke's bomb. They said like, oh, that was like an A.J. Brown play. And it's just like, that was a trail on Burke's play. We're um, going to talk about uh, Derek Henry, fourth quarter and December. Oh, Gotta 100%. Talk about that. Uh, Mike Vrabel coaching up the team. I think that's something else that they will do. Maybe oh, no, him with like about from, from the Belichick. Talk about him. Yeah, with Belichick. Yeah, yeah. you got you to gotta bring that up. You can't miss that. Um, You know... What else? They're not going to talk about anything that's actually cool about the Titans, like how we have the only like majority female owner in the 
the first oh, yeah. black GM and all that stuff. I mean, that's pretty cool, but we, they don't really care about that, do they? They want to talk about Ryan Tannehill being a wide receiver yep. 15 years ago, whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the fuck. <laughs> doesn't matter. I know. God, golly. Um, but yeah, anyways, we're, we're not jaded at all. Um, but was 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 there anything else from 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 this game against the Chargers that uh, that you wanted to bring up? I, I don't think so. Um, I want to see more. I want to see more Chig. That's pretty much my main takeaway. Like, give me give me more a conquo in my life. Yeah, yeah, definitely want to see more Chig. Uh, Chris Moore is also now back in my graces with because he also had a forty nine yard. Did I say that right? Forty nine yard catch. Uh, yeah. That was another good play. Oh, I guess we're we've kind of semi neglected just what the what both of those bomb plays were the play action coming back into the fold and oh shit being yeah. useful yeah that was a nice surprise and uh, you know it's it's one of the best parts of Tannehill's game honestly besides uh, his you know triple option uh, fake pitches he's yeah he's a, an assassin on those play action plays dude yeah more of that please as well yeah more of that uh, great game uh, this was a lot of fun. Am I nervous about Tannehill going forward? I feel if we get this Tannehill, I'm going to feel good. I'm going to feel pretty good. And as long as people stay healthy, you know, that's another, I think that's another big thing coming out of this is that I don't think that there were any injuries on our side coming out of the game. So hopefully, so so hopefully Hooker, Fulton and Skronsky will be back for Cleveland because we're going to need Skronsky on, on, on the, on the line. Yes, and we can have we can just revisit the offensive line discussion next week. I mean, I think they were just a little bit under average this past game, um, mm-hmm. but that was almost all in the first uh, first quarter. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get Peter back, and um, we'll we'll really see what they're up against against Cleveland, and um, yeah, we can revisit that a little bit more in depth next week. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll revisit it because that's something that has been a concern of mine is that you know we, we talked about this in the preseason games and last last week too. But like our starting line is fine, but like once we have to get into the depth pieces, it gets me really fucking nervous. But we'll see how they do next week. Hopefully, Peter will be back. Um, let's go ahead and transition into talking about next week's game against the Browns. But before we get into that, we're going to take a quick thirty second break. Uh, Chris, what do the people have to listen to for this break? You got Nashville's own Terry Presume. Act up. All right. All right. We'll see you guys in 30 seconds. Hey, you see, my mama told me not to trust a daddy like you. I had to learn it by myself, can't live vicariously through. I know the sunshine doesn't shine the same when I'm gone. It's been a long time since you was waiting for me at home. But look, I'm back inside the city where you did me that wrong. Although I let you go, I can't let go of venomous songs. I know it's been a long year and you done shed tears. And I've been super gone, you getting close to my peers. And you can't seem to catch a break. Cause every single catch you had, you just let them get away. Ooh, good song choice this week, Chris. Really enjoyed that. Um, Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, we will put links in, or not links, but like we'll put info in the show notes in case people are interested in what that song was. But uh, all right, looking ahead into week three, Titans going over to Cleveland to play the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. This is you know normal uh, twelve slash one o'clock game. Uh, Going to be against Deshaun Watson. 
no Ugh. Nick Chubb. Um, yes, uh, I double down on the the, the vomit with you. Uh, no Nick Chubb <laughs> in this game. Amari Cooper might also be out. I don't know. But um, how, how are you feeling going into this? Because I think when we did our schedule preview, this is the one you and I first had uh, divergence on. I originally thought that we would win this game. You were feeling a little less more shaky i'll say uh when we did our schedule preview but how are you feeling going into it now that we've had two games under our belt i feel a little bit um i guess the same because i was i was leaning more towards a win um if if you asked me a week ago i'd be like dude we're getting our asses our cheeks split by this team but uh i think the the game last night kind of um exposed some of the browns deficiencies um in terms of their you know ball security uh i think this is a team yeah we just didn't have we just had a game without any turnovers but i think this is a a team um if we get hooker back especially that can force turnovers on this browns team um deshaun looks pretty shaken uh you know at times and he can make a mistake and their receivers you know sometimes they they drop passes when it's not amari so I'm, i'm a little bit hopeful in that and uh you know the the Chubb injury is really tragic just as a football mm-hmm. fan. Like Nick Chubb's an incredible player to watch. Uh, but it's no doubt that his absence in this game is going to be a major factor because he is one of those few players where I think he could actually have have run on this defense because he's just that good. Um his him not being there, I I think we can almost entirely eliminate their running game. No, no disrespect to Ford and if they sign Kareem Hunt back or not that this is a game that we could really turn them one dimensional. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested, interested to see how we do because Ford did do well. I mean, in, in the game against the Steelers, he had 16 carries for 106 yards, averaging 6.6 yards per carry. But the Titans, we have one of the best run defenses in the league. And, the, but this is a weird trend because this would be our third consecutive week where we aren't playing the teams starting running back either due to a suspension or injury because Alvin Kamara didn't play mm-hmm. for the Saints suspended uh, Austin Eckler hurt and now Nick Chubb uh, devastating injury so it's, it's, this is kind of a weird phenomenon that's happening right now with, with us going against teams and their running backs but we, um, we already got one in the future with the Ravens too I mean yeah so um well, We'll we'll see if I think Vrabel has I think he he has chopped off the piece because he's done some sort of <laughs> because this is the only thing that can explain why everybody's running backs that we're playing are not in the games. Uh, oh my god! I think you got. I think you're onto something. We'll just have to wait for Mixon's uh, to get canceled. You know, next week it's only it's only a matter of time. Oh shit! That's right. Anyways, okay, we, we don't need to go two weeks. Sorry, we're getting ahead. ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So this game, uh, I am feeling better about this game. I, I mean, the only thing, like, I feel like our offense could do well, and I feel like our defense could do really well, like stopping the run game or at least making it manageable. And Watson has not looked that good. Uh, and I was, I don't know if this will happen. I think it's an extremely small chance it will, but. I heard some rumblings on, I think I was listening to Robbie and Rex Road, uh, that because the Sean Watson, I think he pushed the refs twice last night in the game and without penalty. And 
there's at least you know some some rumblings that like will the league review that and uh, administered a delayed suspension for Watson for this upcoming game um, because he didn't because that's normally an ejection touching the ref. Yeah, that's that's not out of the realm of possibility. The the league is also notoriously litigious when it comes to stuff like that. So uh, I guess we can um, keep our eyes peeled for that news story to develop. Um, it, even if he is playing, dude got sacked six times last week. I mean, what are the odds we see some Arden Key, Tier Tart, uh, you know, Big Jeff, dude. Avery getting mixed up in there? I mean it's it's kind of it's kind of a juicy thought i know it is i want jeffrey simmons to decapitate this person um i'm and also tart too because tart's a mean son of a bitch i mean like jeffrey simmons is a monster and very scary but like i feel like tart plays like almost like almost like a bully like he he plays like he's fucking angry at you and simmons 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 is just doing like a great textbook job and just demolishing people but like tart plays like you just like you just like called his girlfriend fat or something like he he, he plays very mean spiritedly i love it i mean the more you know the, the more anger and disdain we can feel towards deshaun watson as a team if it's even you know a level that can elevate like yeah mm-hmm. amp him up because i'd like to see him on on the turf a little bit more than than he was even yesterday uh as we're recording this Yes, yes. Let let the hate flow through you. Use it. Uh, <laughs> um, the only thing I'm really nervous about this game is uh, Miles Garrett and their, their their defensive line because they do have a serious defense. I'm worried about like you know Tannehill just getting put on his back like all game with Miles Garrett after him or like some tackles for losses things like that. So I'm curious to see how Tim Kelly is planning to scheme around that. Like, or we're going to see something similar, like, you know, a bunch of quick passes, uh, you know, quick burst plays. Um, if, if we do go that route, that leaves op- good opportunities for Chig. Cause you know, we've seen like in the Kansas city game last year. And I think a few times in the preseason that, you know, quick, quick throws to Chig and he is explosive and he is hard to bring down. So, uh, I guess I will say, like, I guess I'm going to predict a bigger game for Chig this week than previous week. Yeah, it could shape out to be a a, a Chig kind of game um, with angling more towards a quick passing game. Because um, you're right, we want to stay clear of that defensive line as much as we can. And with the the known averageness of, of our offensive line in its current form, um, that would probably be the most advantageous game plan to, to keep Tannehill upright. And, uh, uh, you know, hopefully keep the defense a little bit honest and, and get some rushing yards uh, through Henry and, and Spears. Mm-hmm. I think that this game is, I think we have, I mean, I, I think one or two things are going to happen. I think that we are either going to surprise a lot of people and blow them out. I think that there is a outside chance that happens. Or, you know, it's going to be like another like Vrabel classic, you know, just a little grudge match. Uh coming down to Nick Folk getting a field goal, but it's going to be largely dependent on Deshaun Watson. I don't say largely dependent, but we will win over the turnover battle in that case. Like, I think that we're going to get some fumble recoveries or some interceptions from Watson. I I think like, I think we're going to let Watson beat himself in this. 
Yeah, I, I think I'm right there with you. This is the first game on the schedule that I could see a blowout. I don't. I wouldn't expect it. Uh, just the the Mike Vrabel effect of not blowing teams out. Um, it, it is gonna. I think you're exactly spot on with this. Deshaun Watson is going to be the reason they win or lose. And if he's bad and he's really bad, which I again I think our defense can make him look bad. Um, that, that it's kind of a, a matchup ripe for an upset, um, at least according to the Vegas odds. And don't forget, my, who knows Mike Vrabel, or uh, sorry, who knows Deshaun Watson better than Mike Vrabel? I mean, he oh, that's a very was good on a team with him and, and Tim Kelly. Like they they don't even need to have any sort of like outside scouting report if they didn't want it. They know exactly what kind of player he is, his strengths, his weaknesses, how to attack him how to prevent him from beating you. If there's a quarterback I feel, you know, comfortable about us game planning against, it's going to be Deshaun just because of how, um, you know, how closely our coaching staff has worked with him in the past. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that, how both Frabel and Tim Kelly, you know, were part of the, the Sean Watson era, era down at Houston. So that is a good advantage and Vrabel did, you know, scheme his defense against him in practice and everything. So I think, and also we, I'm trying to think of like all the, he's definitely, I think Watson is definitely worse now than when he was with Houston. And when we played the, the Watson Houston Texans, uh, he, I feel he burnt us like once or twice, but that's also when he had people like he had D hop and he also had, um, Who's that guy from Notre Dame that was hurt all the time that played for the Houston Texans? Um, oh, Fuller. Yeah, Will Fuller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Fuller too, and because I remember Will Fuller would sometimes burn us too. But like, I never felt like it was his legs or anything like that that killed us. Yeah, I think he um, he was more often frustrated going up against the Titans uh, than he was successful. So, and and you're right, dude. Dude is not as good as he was. You know, he missed a year of football. He wasn't particularly great last year. He was pretty average. So, you know, this is this is a, a team that I think we can take advantage of, mm-hmm. especially since they're missing their best player. I mean, that's we can't forget about that. Yes, and we do wish Nick Chubbs uh, some sort of good recovery. But oh God, that was nasty. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so I'm looking at sportsline.com and they have uh, Cleveland uh, favored at three and a half points for this. That, that That's the spread. Uh, same spread that the Chargers had uh, coming into Nissan Stadium. Uh, so I like it when, when we're the underdogs. Nobody picked us to win the Chargers game. Um, so I, I like being at that three and a half uh, quote disadvantage. And they also have the over under at 39 and a half points. So they don't have this being like a, like a big scoring game either or anything like that. So um, I, I feel like this is, this is exactly what Vrabel wants. He wants people counting him out. He wants to go up against a team to force them to make mistakes in the air. Um, So I I, honestly, I, I feel, I'm feeling confident and I, I feel like that we should be able to win this one as long as, the O line is look looking good, and Tannehill stays you know on the trajectory he's on. I feel really good about this. 
Yeah, I don't think Mike Vrabel would ever admit it, but it it's pretty clear that he feeds <laughs> off of being the underdog. He always he always overperforms, you know, the the critics or the power rankings or you know, the Vegas odds most times. Uh, this mm-hmm. is, I, I'm not like a betting guy. I don't bet on sports, but I do know that the Mike Vrabel Titans are historically very good against the spread. So he he will never admit it, but I think that kind of is like an underlying motivation for him. You know, oh, we'll prove people wrong, and he'll he he'll make fun of power rankings. I think he he once said like, oh yeah, I think we uh, we finally made it into the top ten. Maybe we'll get a bowl game or something. <laughs> <laughs> a few years ago, he said that he killed me. It's like he's 100% right. None of that shit matters. But if you can take it and use it to your advantage to motivate the team, he's going to do it. And I I think this is a game where he can really amp that up and say like, look, this is this is the Browns. They have a deplorable human being as the face of their franchise. They are currently hampered by injury and they still don't think that we have a chance. What more do yeah. you need? Yeah, no, it just I'm just thinking, you know, cue up that speech, that pregame speech he gave before the Patriots uh, wild card playoff game we had with him going into Foxborough. He he did the whole like, you know, hyenas uh, speech and everything. Just 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 cue that bad boy up. Yeah. I did yeah. Where are the hyenas? Yeah, I, I did see that. Uh, I think I saw it on the NFL subreddit, but so this game that we won against the Chargers, we were the the underdogs for it, according to everybody and including me. Um, and I think, and we won. And I think that was Vrabel's 20. I'm getting like numbers mixed up. It was either his 24th or 27th. I know it was a big difference, but it was like his 24th or 27th win as an underdog. And, you know, I got to say, you know, if you win, 27 24 games as an underdog and how many years has he been a coach for the Titans now five four years four or five five years years. yeah so that's that's pretty significant i think it's um i don't think it's so much as that we're underdogs just people just sleep on us which is something that Titans fans are always talking about but i mean that that's a pretty that's a, that's a nice stat you just can't ignore. Like, how can you be the underdog that many times and win 27 times? Yeah, no, that's insane. I didn't know that stat. Maybe that means that uh, we as the Titans community should just feel comfortable being the underdogs and be happy that they don't talk about us because we play better when we are. The, the second we get on Good Morning Football and Nate Burleson is, is you know waxing lyrical about how much he loves the Titans, we fucking blow it. Like almost immediately. So let's just let's be content flying under the radar a little bit and just keep knocking off these uh, underdog wins. Dude, I'm here for that. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Let's just we, we don't need a limelight. We just need to stack some W's. That's all we need to do um, and embarrass people. Uh, so that's also for, yes. Uh, I don't think I have anything else for this matchup against the Browns. Yeah, I can't wait for Sunday. It's going to be a fun game to watch for sure. Oh, it's going to be a good one. Uh, before we hop off, as is tradition, just want to say uh, the Jags looked very mediocre. <laughs> Again, yeah. Actually, no, no, they looked below average against the Chiefs. And I don't think that 
I, I don't have the score in front of me, but I don't think it was a major blowout or anything. But I do see now through the through two weeks that Jags have the 31st ranked offense. Dude, they looked bad. And that's because I mean, the Chiefs looked really bad. My, my wife's a Chiefs fan and the, the whole game. She's like, why do we suck? <laughs> like, What is going on? <laughs> But they never really looked like they were in danger of losing that game, if we're being completely honest. Yeah. The, the, the Jags are completely impotent on offense. It was hilarious because, you know, early in the game, the announcers were saying, you know, this is a Jaguars team that thinks they can make a run at the Super Bowl with their offensive weapons. Look at these Calvin Ridley. And what, what happened? They didn't score a touchdown. And they yeah. had like four turnovers. Like the Chiefs just kept giving them the ball. Dude, it, the AFC has been wild, like wildly underperforming this. I mean, it's only two weeks, but like still like like the Chiefs did not look, haven't, haven't looked like the normal Chiefs. Uh, fuck the Jags. Um, the Bengals have Joe Burrow signed that massive contract and it looks like they did it all for nothing. Which I'm fucking laughing at because fuck the Bengals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they look completely lost. I can't wait to get to that game too. Yeah, <laughs> some thoughts. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. So, I mean, it, it's it's weird. I think the Falcons are the only undefeated team left in the league, at least in the NFC. I don't know about any AFC teams that are undefeated still, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's been weird, but. It's, Jags having the 31st ranked offense after everybody all off season was clamoring about how T law is going to, you know, really step up this year. Cause he's got Calvin Ridley. He still has all of his weapons and blah, blah, blah. And so far they're, they're ranked last or second to last offensively. So, um, suck it. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's quite a few undefeated teams still, but they're all in the NFC. Everyone in the AFC has lost at least once. Which is shocking because I mean it seems like the last few years the AFC has been by the far AFC's been the like the powerhouse yeah. yeah side of the of the league so well maybe we're getting um, just like a bizarro NFL season uh, which might be good for us yeah might be might be might can be. we can we can I we? don't know we won't but can we uh houston also (laughs) lost to the colts houston is zero and two could you imagine being zero and two did you imagine being a houston fan i saw on reddit it it, it cropped up on r slash there was an attempt and it it said there was an attempt to watch a football game and it was just like a full-out brawl of houston fans fighting each other oh i did see that god damn um People are the worst. Um. <laughs> oh my god, it's just an embarrassment, and no one tried to break it up. They're all just feeling, except for one lady who is just just panic screaming <laughs> the entire video. Well, once you're in this circle, I'm going to get all the people I can get to make the circle stronger. Whatever fucking idiotic shit the quote is, but um, yeah, once you once you get in this sumo wrestling circle, yeah. it's all bets yeah. off, baby. <laughs> fan brother will fight brother houston fan will fight houston fan it doesn't matter yeah it's just, it's like the civil war out there it doesn't matter um but uh golly all right i i don't know if i have anything else to say on the rest of the afc south teams besides that um uh i don't know if houston's going to win a game this year <laughs> I, I don't know i i, I 
I'll be shocked to see. I surely they'll win one game. I mean, they got to play the Colts, right? They got to play them again. I was supposed to say, like, do they like? Can they play themselves? I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't yeah. seen their schedule. Maybe they play the Bears or someone. Like, oh, surely God, Justin, Justin Fields has looked terrible so far. Yeah. Well, I, it's it's going to be a fun season. Titans are tied for the lead right now in the AFC South. Uh, I don't see that getting any different. No, I don't either. Uh, I don't have people scheduled in front of me, but we'll we'll get to it next week and see how the rest of Trash Mountain did. Um, but um, I'm feeling pretty good going going to against the Browns. Hopefully, you know we'll be two and one at the end of this, and hopefully at the top of AFC South. Um, any any other final thoughts from you, Chris? Nah, man. Let's get out of here. All right, we'll go ahead and close out. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, be sure, if you're listening to this on Spotify, go over to like the little description thingy, and there are some, like, we do like a little like fun, stupid voting poll stuff. Um, so yeah, just look at that, see what the question of the week is, and we'll be happy to kind of like, look at those results and whatnot. And thanks to the people that did give us a try on Reddit and said not completely terrible things. So I appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Be sure to share it with friends and family. Goodbye. Peace.